You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. And my next interview is we're getting political, which is exciting. I'm going to be talking to Steve Oliver. He is father of eight, former elite weightlifter, current gym owner, and candidate for New Zealand Loyal standing in New Lynn. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks uh, thanks for your time. It's great to connect with you. And for those listeners who haven't heard of Steve before, Steve, I'm going to hand over to you because you've had a massive three, most of us have, you've had a massive three years, you've had a lot going on. If you can give us a little bit of a window into you, a little bit of backstory, how did you get to this point of standing in the election here in New Zealand? Um, And how have the last three years been for you overall? Yeah, I mean, uh, I moved, you know, I was was traveling for, you know, majority of my life, 20 years, I was out of the country. Uh, just training, fighting, lifting, and uh, you know, my father died young, so then I started traveling. I came back home about fifteen years ago and continued. Uh, he was uh, he was running gyms, so I just continued on in his um, legacy, really, just trying to keep the gyms open and provide a, a family environment for the community, and at, at the same time, being able to provide a platform for young men to young men and women to achieve their dreams and 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 uh you know better themselves so uh that was a focus for me with the whole time I was overseas traveling and I came back and that's what we've done we've got a you know world class facility out west auckland and we head up around 20 gyms throughout the country and uh we focus mainly on martial arts and wrestling and and jiu jitsu which is a you know it's it's a real fun program for the kids right through to adults so um that's what I've been doing. I've just been trying to, you know, connect, you know, just really give back to the community over the last ten years, and um, and then COVID hit, you know, and uh, and I couldn't, uh, you know, it was just a real clash, um, a conflict for me personally was to, you know, have this uh, these these vaccines you know, forced on us for starters. And then we weren't able to access our friends, our family, or even train eventually. So, um, you know, I mean, what they were saying on TV and what was happening in reality was uh, very disconnected. You know, everyone was dying on the six o'clock news. And then in reality, no one, it was a mild flu. So we decided to stay open. I didn't take the vaccine. And, um, uh, there was a lot of pushback. We got a lot of, yeah, we ended up getting fined, I think $60,000 in the end. And, um, but I just, you know, it was the choice of shutting our doors to kids that were, that had been, you know, cut and, and pushed out of society, out of their networks and everything for not taking this this product. And they were on hard times. They were depressed. They were, you know, past depressed. Some kids were very, very stressed so um you know we were getting it from the parents just saying this is our last bastion you know this is our last port of call we don't know what we're going to do if you close the doors to our kids so uh, we decided to stay open and uh face the consequences so that's where we've been over the last three years we're still waiting i mean they just drag us out it's uh you know it's um appearance after appearance and every appearance costs us you know two to three thousand dollars so they're just trying to drag it out and 
you know, uh, drown us financially like that. But we're still waiting on a three-day trial around, um, yeah, around the fines and well, it was a very them. a bold decision, like a bold stance that you took. But I think for me, that really reflects somebody who's who stands in their power and stands up for what they believe in, which um, many people did and many people didn't over mm. the last three years. Um, so I guess you know, I'd like I'd like to say congratulations for standing your ground. But I know it's something that, like you said, is dragging out and it's mm. draining. I guess it's draining mm. your finances, um, possibly energy as well. Have you seen yeah. the the kids that were able the kids and and the and the people that were able to keep going to the gym? Um, have you yeah. seen the benefit that that has had on their lives? Uh, hundred percent. I mean, we lost a few people. It did shake the tree pretty hard, personally. You know, within my personal network and and through the gym, we lost a few key people. But to be honest, we it uh, it's worked out to be in our benefit. You know, ten times tenfold. You know, the the good people that we met. I was actually disappointed when they uh, opened back up because we were the only gym open for, you know, four or five months there, and we 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 had the best business we'd ever had, you know. So we we got a lot of good people through the door, and they've stayed loyal to us. And you know, we aren't the closest gym to them. A lot of a lot of our clients they travel, but they it's just a real tight community, and they know that we've got their back and they've got ours. So it's uh, yeah, we're blessed, really. Yeah, I mean, there is that loyalty piece and lovely segue. We'll, we're going to come to your party in a moment. But um, I find, yeah, a lot of the freedom community, we really want to support those cafes, those restaurants, those businesses like yours that did or were able to you know, make things as welcoming as possible for everybody and or actively oppose the mandates. So that's amazing that people have stuck with you, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about it. Cause you, you used to be a fighter, like literally a fighter, you know, for 30 years, yeah. I think you told me, yeah. and now you're in a different ring, right. In yeah. terms of the candidacy, how is it going for you? I know that you, obviously you stood, um, last election with a, with a different party that advanced yeah. party. So you've done it before. How is it going mm. for you at the moment with another, what is it a week to go basically? Yeah. Well, it's just been a real process. I mean, uh, you know, when I was lifting, I wasn't, you know, I was quite arrogant when I was young, I'll be honest. I was in high level sports, you know, do have that element to it. You need to believe in yourself and, and uh, back yourself. But, uh, you know, the lifting, I didn't get humbled at all. So when I was lifting, I lifted up professionally up until I was 23, and then I moved over to fighting at 23 and uh, moved overseas into some of the biggest clubs. And it was just a process of, you know, a lot of, and a lot of boy, you know, young men have got aggression issues and they want to be the, the baddest guy on the block and all that. But then when they come to a gym, they find out pretty quickly that they're not. There's a real humbling process around it. And if you're not disciplined, if you don't learn how to how to keep turning up to training, if you don't learn how to eat, you know, if you don't, you know, uh, have, be disciplined enough not to go out with the boys on Fridays nights, if you, so it's a real process around discipline. And, um, you know, that in the end, I see so many kids that start off wayward, that start, uh, you know, into the martial arts, and in the end, they become really great leaders and, and productive parts of society. So it's just a beautiful process uh, that we, you know, we try and put out to the community. But for me, you know, just uh, apart from that, you know, I just believe that we're here, you know, as a, as a man, I believe my role is to protect the family. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, it is a, it's a, it's a, 
it's an honour to to be able to be placed in that role. You know the, the you know the guys on the Titanic they didn't want to be the last ones on the on the Titanic helping young women and and, and kids into the boats. They would have been wanting to be on a, a you know nice warm boat getting out of there, but. That's the role of a man, and that's I. I believe firmly that's our role as men in the family, and and if you can in the community, you know. So um, that's where we're at at the moment. I just believe that I have a opportunity, and I just want to, you know, do the best I can, and that's you know, trying to represent my community in this next election. Yeah, and do you feel like Kiwis need um, protection? Hundred percent. I think we we we're being uh, we've you know, and and the thing is, the awareness is not there. I think the biggest hurdle we have is to really open people's eyes and realise that we're being played. You know, we're being played on a grand scale. You know, this tax system is just a system of slavery. I mean, you know, by the time we all said and done, we're up pushing seventy percent. You know, on on our weekly wage is going back in some form to the government and. I mean, back in the Egyptian days, the you know slaves they'd work hard, hundred percent. But at the end of the day, they got free food and free accommodation. I don't know who's worse off because we work like slaves, then we go home and we're stressed out, dying early of cancer, trying to make sure that we have our roof over our head and the kids are fed. So you know they've done a, a an amazing job on us, and to and for us to accept it and believe that that we don't we deserve nothing better is 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 sad. Quite honestly, so a big hurdle is just waking people up to realise that we deserve better, and it, and it is possible, you know, it is possible to to have a community that uh, is not segregated, to have a community that's not enslaved to debt, you know, but uh, it's just the way the system's been structured to put us here, you know. So, yeah, and I mean, I agree with you, and I feel like you know, the election is not the be all end all. It is right. the next upcoming event. And I suppose the next upcoming opportunity or one of many opportunities to shape how we do want to live life in New Zealand and beyond. Um, what are you, what would you love to see? And tell us a little bit about NZ Loyal's policies for those people that aren't familiar. Yeah. I mean, I, I just believe the guys at the top, you know, Bureaucrats and and uh, politicians—they're never going to be happy. They're never going to have enough money. They 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 want it all. They they're never going to be rich enough. They're never going to be famous enough, you know. And they just got this insatiable d- d- hunger for more. I'll tell you what I want. I just want to be left alone. Mm. You know, I just want to be able to go and have a life with my kids and not being harassed. You know, uh, going to dinner and, and feeling safe going out in public. You know. You know, not being, uh, you know, divided against my neighbour twenty four seven. You know, just basic stuff. I believe that, um, you know, that's what NZ Law stands for is just basic family values. You know, I think that one percent tax is a big one. You know, and everyone, everyone boohoo's it, says, "Oh, you won't survive on one percent tax." But it's, you know, Liz has got an amazing team behind her, and uh, uh, a lot of sharp people involved and and that's been designed internationally i know there's a party in australia flying the same i think it might be two percent in australia but they've done the numbers and and overall we spend like 350 billion dollars in ter- you know, just in transactions a day i mean if you just take one percent of that that's uh three it's, uh 
three and a half billion dollars a day. You know, right. So for those people that haven't heard that concept, um, I'll 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 give you my impression. You can correct me. So is it that New Zealand Loyal is suggesting that um, one percent of every transaction goes towards the government, and we get to keep the rest, so we end up getting taxed less? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, basically. You know, if you want, if you don't want to, if you want to save money and you don't want to spend, you want to, you know, you can, you can basically pay no tax. But every on every transaction, if, you know, you're going to pay one percent, and it's doable. I mean, the Dubai, Dubai, the baseline of Dubai functions. There's a lot of back end, uh, you know, legislation and stuff, but the baseline is that. But they work on a five percent, five percent on every transaction. Everyone knows that you go to do Dubai. To make money, businesses don't ta- pay tax. You can actually get ahead. Yeah, you can actually get ahead. You know, and, and and this is what we want for our country. I mean, all that money goes back into small business. You know, small business can start making money, be profitable, giving back to the community. I mean, and and, and the thing is that who pays the, the you know one percent if everyone's not not spending? Who's paying it? Well, the, who who makes all the transactions? It's the banks make hundreds of thousands of transactions a day. So in the end, the banks are the ones that are actually paying the debt for uh, the tax bill for the country. And 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 we need to get these, you know, big entities giving back because at the moment, what eight billion dollars? You know, they're, they're, they're registering massive profits, record profits right now, when it's a hundred dollars for a for a watermelon. <laughs> yeah, watermelon is pricey, that's for sure. So I think two things that come to mind that people might have questions about with the 1%. Number one would be like, is 1% enough? But And the other one would be, what about cash? Yeah, I mean, you know, 1%, I mean, it, 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 they worked it out and because we've had Zoom calls, I'm not a, a, a you know, a, a um, scientist on this, but they've done, worked it out, 1%, you know, on that that amount of transactions over the day, that works out to be tw- twice the amount of tax that we're taking in at the moment. You know, because the why? Because most of these big corporations don't pay tax. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's still what about it's doable. so in terms of my question about cash? That's really yeah. around. Do, if if we're going to do the one percent tax thing, the like obviously that would rely, I imagine, on a digital transaction. So that digital reliance and how does how does cash factor in on that? Yeah, I mean, cash is is yeah. I had to be honest, I haven't heard that one popped up. It's it's and like I said, I haven't got all the answers, but that'd be an interesting one. But I mean, you know, most of the big transactions are you know, I mean, you can't get that amount of cash these days, you know. But I'm I'm firmly against digitalizing everybody's and scrutinizing everybody's every transaction you know i mean i think that's a massive uh infringement on our on our freedoms is uh, the digital uh angle you know what i mean so yeah to be honest I, you got me on that one i'll have to i'll have to go back and see what the cash but uh, uh, you know to be honest you can't get a, high, a, a large amount of cash out at the banks these days it's impossible so yeah like so in concept i love it in concept i love it i'm just thinking about in, ter- in terms of implementation how would yeah. that happen like even if i'm at the dairy and i'm buying milk right it's yeah. like i would have to use a like an fpos to do a digital transaction so the one percent gets automatically mm. deducted otherwise yeah. i don't know i'm not sure it's something to think yeah, about yeah 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 um, that's interesting I, you know like i said i'm not a uh, a, a scientist on this, but that's a good one, and I'll go back with that for sure. 
So in terms of you mentioned how, you know, you, you wanted you wanted them to just leave us alone and to not scrutinize, yeah. you know, all of our accounts and all the things. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's getting scrutinized a lot in New Zealand is, um, you, you know, met, um, CO2, carbon emissions and all the whole climate mm. change thing. Where does New Zealand loyal sit on climate change? Well, I think, you know, to be honest, we're not a fan of the whole carbon emissions, uh, you know, uh, what is it, um, carbon uh, credits. The whole thing, you know, we just a big policy of uh, loyal is to get away from the UN, to get away from all this, because it's just an over. These guys are overreaching, and these guys are unelected bureaucrats coming through and implementing policy in our country, where they have no, they have no uh, connection to our country. These guys are sitting over in where is it, Geneva or wherever, and they're telling us how to run. And a lot of a lot of these policies are coming from. The UN, you know, all this carbon credits, all this, you know, uh, global warming uh, thing. You know, like they were. I was watching a, um, I was just watching a little uh, debate the other day, and they were saying, you know, you guys, you know, the Greens were there, and they were pumping that the, you know, we're going to die because of the climate change and everything. They're saying, you know, how much of the, the actual uh, environment is is CO two. You know, it's carbon dioxide. And they said, oh, you know, it must be about 10%. It's 0.4 of a percent. 0.4 of 1% is carbon dioxide in, in the uh, environment, you know. And they say, so it gets even better. Of that 0.4%, only 3% is man-made. You know, so they're going to bankrupt countries. You know, like uh, Jacinda was trying to put us up there as we want zero emissions and all this. They're going to bankrupt our country over a, a minuscule amount of CO2 that's really, how, how is that impacting the environment on that level? I mean, yeah, there'll be, you know, there needs to be, you know, this last government came in around transparency. There needs to be a massive audit around, you know, spending on that last, the last term. She's borrowed, what, 100 or $200 billion and there's just absolutely no numbers. Where's the numbers? Where, where's it been? Where's it been spent? Absolute, tr most transparent government, that's what they came in on. Unbelievable. Talk about untransparent. Talk about the most secretive gag order. You know, it's just been a, 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 an absolute experience, hasn't it? It has. It really has. I think you're right. Yeah. And what I see is they take some issues like the like the CO2 issue yes. and they turn it into a, a much bigger deal. They exacerbate the implications of it and, yeah. and they kind of seem to play with the numerics of it as well yes. um, to blow it out of proportion and, and and a little bit of guilt orientation towards the society where it's not yeah. actually. <laughs> so people are feeling yeah, bad about something. We're, we're killing the planet. You know, it's almost a, it's almost, a, you know, like through COVID, you know, no no talk of climate change. And as soon as COVID's over, it's like, you know, you can't turn on the TV without hearing climate change now. And it was, you know, it was forecast. We were talking about this in the last election. Here comes climate change, you know, and it wasn't being mentioned then. Now it is. It's just the main topic, isn't it? It but, is. But uh, there needs to be some transparency around, you know, some real science, you know, not just trust the science, not just trust that these bribed out, sold out. I don't even know if they're scientists. You know, they're, they're, they're coming to the party with all these numbers and, and you can't question it. Otherwise, it's, uh, fake, you know, fake check is going to get on you and, and cancel you. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and the thing is, you know, Jacinda's talking about uh, 
uh, false news and, and and all the rest of it. And, and it's been proven now that ninety percent of the narrative she was she was preaching through through COVID was was rubbish, was absolute lies, and they knew it was lies. I think hell, you're right, hell. and I'm, I think that more and more of our audience is uh, will agree with you on that as they see that that is what happened. Um, not everyone sees that, but I think more mm. and more people are seeing that. In terms of other policies and things that New Zealand Loyal is wanting to bring in, where do you guys stand um, around the gender ideology? That's another thing that's really being mm. pushed forward. What do you do? You yeah. have any kind of thoughts on that? To be honest, I think it's mental illness. You know, where has this ever had a place in our part? Our job as protectors of our kids is to give them, give them, uh, you know, encourage them and give them guidance to have a better life than ours. Where, where is this going to make their life better, this ideology around confusion? You know, I've heard of people identifying as, as wolves. I've heard of, you know, like, what is going on? And, and why are we so... Uh, readily uh, accepting of this nonsense. I don't, I don't understand it. There's just no way my kid's getting exposed to that. No way. I don't. I just won't have it. Yeah. And so New Zealand Oil is wanting to question some of that stuff. Is that the case? 100%. 100%. We just need to get back to old fashions, just family values and, 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 and you know, focus on things that matter. You know, I mean, I, I, I have... No doubt that there is a very small percentage of kids that grow up that have actual physical uh, issues, right, around yeah. uh, gender. And I, I feel, you know, I, I feel for them. But just every second person, you know, and, and to target our kids around an age, especially, you know, men, girls and boys, 12, 13 years old, when they are uncomfortable in themselves, they're uncomfortable in their bodies, and these kids are able to have surgery and stuff. I mean, it's just so wrong, man. So wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you on that as well. Yeah. And I think, again, more and more people are starting to see it is a little, it is questionable in some of the content mm. they're teaching in schools. For those of you that missed it, I did do a couple of interviews a while back on my Empowered Parents Empowering Our Kids um, series. And we did interview people all around what they're teaching our kids in school and in sex ed class. So if you missed those, you can go to the app or you can go to our site, realitycheck.radio, and just search up on the replays for the Up Your Brave show. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Steve Oliver, and he is the candidate for New Zealand Loyal standing in New Lynn. Let's talk about the list because I know a lot of people, you know, there was a bit of a um, a mix-up or a fiasco with the list where you guys only got, I think, three names down. Yes. I don't know what I don't know where you're ranked on the list. Are you hoping to be in? Um, what are your thoughts around the list and the list issue? The list. I mean, there, there's a you know there is a lot of uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on, you know, and, and it's uh, this corruption exists in the world, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I don't know. What's going on there? But uh, yeah, unfortunately, there is only three people on the list. But uh, you know, but this is the thing with MMP. It, it was basically passed in, and it's just an it's just a have. It's all about the party vote. So you know, Labor. Okay, let's just vote Labor. It doesn't matter who's standing, but we just get the party vote, and then they get it. They get allocated a certain amount of seats, and they just select who they want 
on on the party, which is unelected people that, you know, who is it, their aunties, their uncles, I don't know. A lot of these people that you see standing for areas around the area, Oh, it just glitched out. We lost you. Yeah. So I was just getting back to just uh, local representation again. So if I don't pull enough numbers in my electorate to win, I don't get in. So it's just back to uh, accountability, which suits me. Right. So speaking about different electorates in different areas, I know that New Zealand Loyal, do you guys have candidates like up and down the country, all over the place? Um, and and how are you feeling about some of the other um, smaller part freedom or smaller parties that are in those areas as well, like Nelson with Sue Gray or up north with yeah. Matt? Yeah, man, I'm just super stoked that there's a lot of uh, people with, with moral standing now. Uh, and, and we have, you know, there's a lot of separation within the groups, which is unfortunate. I, I never, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, there's someone in another electorate like Liao is in, in, in Kelston, she's a great girl. You know, I tell all my people vote for Liao, I mean, you know, like anybody with morals, this is what we're after. We're after good people to stand up and we have been asleep for a long time and just thought that we can sit back and. And these people in, in, that are put in, in, in places of representation are going to do the best for us, which is blaringly obviously not the case. So, well, yeah, I'm just happy that a lot of freedom people are standing up and, and rep, you know, representing uh, our, our thoughts around how we want our kids to be raised and how we want our country run. Yeah, well, it's certainly time for change. <laughs> Yes, I mean, it's just ridiculous that we can sack <coughs> this is basically just two applicants for the job. And we sacked National, what, five years ago because they were horrible mess. We let Labour in uh, and on the pretense of being transparent and time for change and everything they weren't. And so they can, you know, and then six weeks out from another election, they can just promise everything and deliver nothing you know they'll deliver nothing on these promises will basically lie to us and then we've got to go back to this candidate you know this this person that we sacked five years ago and give him the job back what about the other surely there's other people well there's a lot of options obviously for people this time around yeah. what where do you stand where does new zealand loyal stand on co-governance we're one people at the end of the day, and I, you know, hundred uh, percent. There's been uh, wrongdoings in the past, and we've done a lot around that. You know, is is trying to move past that, and we were paying out a lot of money, and that was supposed to be all all done and dusted. You know, when by year two thousand, all this the, the payouts and everything, and, and and you know, I think we got to get back, get out. You know, rather than going like for our health system getting out a colour chart and, okay, this guy's going to have preference over – I think it's just totally immoral. I think we should get back to who, who case by case and who needs the help. I, I, I can't – I'm not about a race-based system at all. I'm, I'm about Kiwis together and uh, supporting each other. And if there's a real need, we, we rally and we make sure that that, that gets met.
Awesome. Thank you for thank you for shining the light on some of those issues and letting our listeners know where New Zealand Loyal stands. So if you guys haven't done your homework yet for the election, go and have a look at their policies. But you've you've got a little bit of an overview today from Steve. Um, Steve, I'm going to ask you some of the questions I ask all of my guests. The first one is, what is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? Uh, just really just, uh, I mean, you know, uh, through COVID, um, you know, that really was a, a, a last stance type of uh, mentality for us. So my mum was alive at the time and I knew that uh, we were on point with her, with her beliefs and, and, and you know, that would have been on, on point with my father. So we, I was willing, you know, the business has been run over three generations and I was willing to to die on that hill, really, to to uh, finish the finish the business on that issue. So mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, I was just happy with the way it played out. But you know, uh, just really happy with this with our stand at, at the end of the day. That's quite um, quite emotional, actually. You know, that three generations and um, knowing that you kind of, you know, you were standing not just for yourself but for them as well. That's. Mm. That's huge. Uh, what is something on your bucket list, something you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you to achieve? Yeah, uh, to be honest, man, I just want my kids to grow up with a future and, uh, you know, to grow up in a, in a country like we've had. Like, I've, I've been blessed to grow up in a country where race was never an issue. And, and my friends, you know, I, I, grew, I, I went to Kelston Boys. I was, there was only two Palangis in my whole form year, you know what I mean? Like, and, and race was never an issue, man. You know, like, I just want my kids to grow up in a country that uh, I can be proud of. They can have a future. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really what my focus is at the moment, trying to, you know, secure a, a future for my kids. Amazing. Um, what is coming up for you? Obviously, the election. But what else is coming up for you in the next wee while? And how can people yeah. connect with you or learn more? Give us some websites and social media. Yeah, handles. we've got uh, we've got the gym. We've got a, our main gym in uh, in West Auckland. What's uh, it called? Yeah, OliverMMA.co.nz. And then um, we run tournaments. So we run uh, twelve tournaments throughout the year. We do. Uh, we do jujitsu, so it's it's a it's based on a belt system and a weight and an age, and they get they get matched up fairly, and and they go in and they just challenge themselves, and we just try and you know it's just a great platform to really build uh, resilience in kids, teach them to believe in themselves, and it's not all it's not all it's not all green lights, you know. Sometimes they have a bad day and there's tears and. But man, we just try and encourage these kids to take it again, you know, to learn from the lesson. And that's what's missing in society is is the ability to fail and, and to learn from from your mistake and move on better for better for the experience, you know. And uh, a lot of kids are just failing and, and they just can't see a way through, unfortunately. And suicides at all time highs. We just, you know, we, we're just really trying to put this platform out there to just encourage kids, develop kids into great you know, resilient, young, strong adults and leaders. And uh, that's that's what we do. So we got nationals coming up in about three weeks in uh, Kaimarama Stadium in, uh, in, down to, in Auckland. And, um, yeah, it's a great day. You know, anyone wants to come along and see these kids going at it. The, the level on these kids are just absolute ninjas, you know, from four years old. They 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 uh fight and yeah it's, it's just great to see the level growing in new zealand and uh 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big event. We have uh, up to a 1,000 competitors, 1,000 fighters over the day and about three to 4,000 spectators. So it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge day, but just uh, great to see the youth coming through and, and, and just empowering the youth, you know. That is that sounds amazing. My background is outdoor education, so that was empowering people through using the outdoors as a medium yeah. for personal development. So same, same but different. Um, yeah, and that's powerful and really necessary. Like you said, at this time, it's such a hard time for youth. So maybe I'll get my boys to come and watch. We live not far from from that stadium. Oh, yeah, it's all about confidence, man. It's all about confidence, and man, I just see it's just a blessing to be a part. Of. I I teach the kids program at our gym, and these kids come through, man, and, and they come through. They're just hiding behind mum and dad they can't even make eye contact and then honestly two three months later they're skipping through the door you know giving me a high five just man confidence if you could bottle confidence that's what our kids are are lacking Mm. you know we just need to get these kids confident and able to take a knock and keep moving forward and we just i just we just want to build a better future for our kids right that's that's all our priority is is to make it better for the next generation and and uh, yeah, that's an under threat at the moment. So yeah, we'll just keep going, man. Doing well, our best. a very noble cause. I can feel that coming through loud and clear from you. That's so amazing. Do you have also Instagram for your gym or anything? We do have an Instagram. Yeah, uh, Oliver MMA. I'm not. My wife handles all the Instagram stuff, but I'm not much of a uh, IT guy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, they can knowing. they can look it up. And what about yeah. NZ Loyal? How do they find more information on you or on the party and your policies? Yeah, nzloyal.org. NZ. Okay. And, easy. Uh, yeah. So just go there. All the policies are up there. I mean, Liz is just, you know, you can feel how, uh, you know, legitimate Liz is. And, and I've seen her journey and she's been just on the front line exposing what's going on with these vaccine injuries. I mean, just quickly before I left, we just, we had a student just last Friday at our gym in downtown die, 22 mm-hmm. years old, man, watching a movie. Had, uh, felt ill, threw up, laid down on the couch and died in front of his in front of his family. You know? When 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 do these guys have twenty two year old kids die like this on mass? Do the people around you make that connection, or are people still not seeing it? Uh, they're starting to, yeah, they're starting to. But uh, there's a pandemic out there of sudden death, man. It's mm-hmm. crazy. That is so tragic and sadly so common. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. (sighs) Steve, it's awesome to chat with you today. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um, We've got one week until the election. You know, anything else you want to share or for people to think about? And what are you hoping for New Zealand going forward? Yeah, we, you know, just want a, a free country for our kids, you know, and, uh, you know, just if you haven't done your homework, go and look, man, no one's forcing you to do anything, but we've got to, we've got to engage, we just can't sit back and expect people to do it for us anymore, we've got to contribute, we've got to make a decision on what kind of future we want for our kids, and that's voting, you know, what I mean, we've got to, we've got to get out there and, and let them know what we want, and uh, what, what's going on is unacceptable. And uh, we have to change. We have to change the direction of our country. And, and uh, it's 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 really getting late in the piece with the lead, you know the level of legislation they're passing in the back back end all the time. They're tightening it up, tightening it up. These overlords are just you know securing their future in our countries by the day. And we've got to stand up as a people and just say it's unacceptable. So vote, register the vote, and vote. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Steve, for sharing your insights and your policies with us today. No, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.